0: a block, cuts it back, 40, 45, 50, he's oh off to the races, bird. down the upside line. to the 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Aaron Jones, oh, what a play! This is the Quicksilence Podcast. Game on Wisconsin and the Quick Slants podcast are brought to you by Our Tech Ventures. The goal at Our Tech Ventures is to collaborate closely with founders throughout all the investment and fundraising stages, turning their visions into successful companies. Since 2020, Our Tech Ventures has helped turn great ideas into profitable businesses that make an impact on industries, communities, and beyond. Hello Packers fans, it is the Quick Slants podcast at Game On Wisconsin. I'm your host Jason Perrone and as always you can find me on Twitter at Jason Perone. You can find Game On Wisconsin on Twitter at GameOnWI. Well, here we are. The Packers season is over. They do not win a playoff game in 2021 after a 13-win season. The third straight 13-win season, the first team in NFL history to win three straight Season 13 games for three straight seasons and the Packers are losers to the San Francisco 49ers by the score of 13-10 to 10 at Lambeau Field on Saturday night. That's it. That's what happens in a single elimination tournament and that sucks. The offense gets a quick seven points. The defense gave up just six points. Unfortunately, uh, the final three of which were a walk-off field goal. So they couldn't stiffen up at the end when they really most needed to but honestly should they have had to many punts between the two teams there were a few turnovers and after all of those past defenses who were incapable of holding opponents to the point totals that this season's defense did at times and who got better offense maybe not great offensive play but got better offense and this year's group also keeps the 49ers out of the end zone. I mean, it's the same cliche. If somebody had told you all those things were going to happen, you're like, oh, the Packers are running away with this game. And somehow, they found a way to lose. And the special teams, in the, the offense, it's because they were asleep at the wheel, and the Packers once again fall short of a championship after a really good season. Unbelievably disappointed. I'm going to talk through some of that. Some of my thoughts on the big storylines, the big topics, the big things and reasons why I think that happened and what might be to come. As fans, we bought into this, right? We do this for ourselves every single year and we did it again this year after we were all just as all in as the Packers were with all the players that they found in the middle of the season, all the players they brought back, how dialed in they seemed and how it all seemed to be lining up this time. This time was going to be different. It felt special. What it ended up being and what it was was another lackluster performance in the playoffs by Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers, who has been doing this now across two head coaches. Rodgers. It was the special teams doing what we all saw coming. What we all said we hoped didn't happen. And of course it did. The season is ruined because they never got better. They never figured it out. They never emphasized it. They were as poorly coached as could be. They might have been better off without a coordinator at all. I wonder if the players by themselves without a coordinator might have actually somehow led themselves to a better performance. I have no idea. I'm not taking that back, and I'm not sorry that I'm saying that because that's a lot of shade being thrown at special teams coordinator Maurice Drayton. But dude, that's you deserve it. I'm sure he listens to this show. If he doesn't, I don't care. He deserves it. But in any event, the Packers are now focused on 2022 because that's all they have left. 2021 is over. They are spectators. So if this is a changing of the guard with some big-name players leaving, and obviously Aaron Rodgers is one of the biggest, the biggest name on all of that that list, I'll say this. I don't know who's going to stay and who's going to go, and I'm not going to sit here and give you my list of of players I think are going to be here and not be here. I'm not going to do that. This is, I will say this though, this is not, and I'm I'm putting it out there now, this is not going to be the set 1970s, 1980s again. Because to say that would mean that the team leadership that's already in place suddenly forgets how to do their jobs. I'm not buying it. Brian Gutekunst is, is going to stop finding gems and drafting fairly well. Hasn't been perfect. Hasn't nailed everything. Hasn't made all the best decisions, but you're telling me all of a sudden he's just going to stop sticking to what he does? The team is going to be in bad financial shape now? You think they won't be able to maneuver the the salary cap all of a sudden like they've been? They won't have good coaches and a culture that's worth playing in? That is a horrible bet. That's a horrible bet. Other fan bases can only hope that the Packers become awful. And they do. That's what they want. They want the Packers to be bad. They've been waiting for the Packers to be bad. Instead of chastising their own team, and there's plenty of of good, solid-minded fans of other teams, even including the Vikings and the Bears, who are very self-aware, and they're like, look, this team is, our team is crap. We have crap. We have total crap going on. But a lot of them just want Packers fans to be miserable. And it's because their team is awful. It's managed and run horribly by the the owner that they have that the Packers don't have to deal with because they're not owned by a single individual who can be emotional and cause problems and meddle. And these these fans just want company at the bottom of the barrel. They're sick of how we've enjoyed the hell out of the last three decades, and all they have, is, have had is jack shit. So I got messages from a Bears and a Vikings fan after the game. Immediately after the game and and I don't shy away from that stuff I, I'm like look I, I just I know that you know some of them are going to reach out I did not hear from very many but they were very straight up they said they legitimately felt bad for me and I know they meant it because they you know they we're cool we're friends you know but they weren't that upset and they said that listen I respect it I can respect it not all fans on the other side like I said they're not all vapid and moronic there's many that are Twitter has taught us that unfortunately social media has taught us that anyone that can log into a computer and has a lack of self-control is eventually going to show their ass on special teams but no this this Packers team is going to stay within its structure and the things that got them to this point and they're going to work to put together next year's team that's what they have to do the draft if there's any free agency to be had on drafted free agency you know whatever avenues the Packers have trades you know we'll we'll see the the Packers are quite a bit over the projected salary cap for next year, but I, I mean this that's today. I mean this is this is one day after the season is over and the, and the Super Bowl hasn't even been played yet. So moves will be made. They'll be cutting salary. They'll they'll make room. They'll get themselves into a good place. And like I said, to open up here, I don't know which moves they'll actually make, but I'm sure some of them are going to surprise us going both ways. I think some guys may be back, and we, when we swore they wouldn't be, look at Aaron Jones last year as an example. And there's gonna be other guys who will be on their way and we're gonna be like, say, what? Well, we didn't see it coming. And we're gonna to have to deal with their departure. There's lots to happen before we can start really opining on how good or not good next year's team will be. So to those who wanna sit there and blow this thing up on paper and have just been dying to gut this team because they're too scared to do anything else and they don't know how to run a team or a business or lack common sense, Chill. Chill, chill out. Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs since 2010 has been abysmal in the biggest games. And I know that that's slightly unfair for me to say because every playoff game is a big game. Every playoff game is the biggest game so far that season. And he has won many. He's won many. Won a Super Bowl. But since that Super Bowl season... He has been abysmal in the playoffs. When it it comes to how he has played in the games that the Packers have not won, he has been a problem. Across two head coaches, like I said, who have taken a lot of heat, Rodgers has gone off script and just turned in mediocre to bad performance one after another. His legacy as a Packer is going to be a very talented quarterback who won one Super Bowl, won a lot of games, won some playoff games, but not the playoff games. And and I'm sitting here watching this Chiefs-Bills game, which was exhilarating. It was amazing. And after watching that and all the bitching and crying that Josh Allen didn't get the ball, and that was because, like, you know, play defense, Bills. Right? The, the overtime rules are fine, by the way. Go argue with a tree stump. As they say, if you don't if you don't agree, they're fine. Play defense, play defense. You had Patrick Mahomes had less than thirty seconds, and he saw, found, somehow got this this team down into field goal range. Play defense. Don't bitch about the overtime rules. That's just lazy. Remember all the talk about those close playoff games, though, where the Packers were losing because they gave up a score, and Rodgers didn't get a chance with the ball, and Oh, if, if Rodgers would have had a chance with the ball, they would have just—they would have gone down. They would have scored. They would have won. They would have tied. Well, I don't know. I mean, after after this this season and after watching the last couple of seasons, I mean, maybe that was the football god sparing us more of what we've seen from him anyway. I mean, was he just going to go out there and and play average to below average football? The only really good run that he had in the playoffs, obviously the 2010, minus the conference championship game, but the Packers still won that game was 2016, and that lasted two games. One of which was against the Giants team that was not worthy of even being there to begin with. They were terrible. They were awful. Odell Beckham Jr. was on that team. He didn't even want to play that day. I think he dropped a ball. Eli Man- Manning looked like trash. Rodgers hit a Hail Mary. Like the So that Giants game was almost like a gimme. And then the incredible, incredible performance against Dallas, and that's why we thought he's back, he can do this. They can win a championship, they ran out of gas, the next the next week was just crap, it was awful all around, but outside of that, it's been 12 seasons now, since 09 of, wow, that's all, at the end, just so many ugly losses with all of these, you know, so-called outliers and anomalies, killing this team, and the analysis that says, oh, if the Packers would have just done this, they would have just done that. That you know, oh, this is this is weird because they never, didn't do this all season long. So you know, they, they they'll have to fix this and retool this, and they'll be okay in the in the following you know following season. I don't know anymore. Were they anomalies really? Is this is this team cursed now? I don't know. At this point, I'll just say this: whether he returns or not, I am I am not. I'm I'm over it. As as I say, and I'm obviously showing my age here. I am not falling for the proverbial banana in the tailpipe. Uh, on Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs and being a believer, I am ice cold on Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs. I don't care how good of a season he ha- they have next year. If he comes back and the Packers make the playoffs, I'm just going to sit back and watch the game very, very level, level-mindedly level and just kind of be like, look, he's, gonna do- he's not going to play well. He's not going to play well. I just don't trust him. I do not trust Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs. A Hall of Fame quarterback for my own team, I don't trust him. It's sad. It's a sad place to be. When he heaved the ball to Devontae Adams in double coverage, I couldn't even see the entire play because obviously that the telecast doesn't show you the whole field. But I thought to myself there wasn't anyone else that was single covered in that moment. Then it turns out after looking at the at the still and at the at the all 22, it was even better than that. There was somebody open Alan Lazard was wide the F open where have we seen this before an MVP and all pro Super Bowl winning Hall of Fame level quarterback who cannot find a wide open receiver with the season on the line lame same thing Brett Favre same thing in the 07 NFC championship game forcing it to driver there was another guy that was open game over season over that's it that's all you got why do quarterbacks feel like they they need to do this as Packers? I don't know. I have no idea. One of Aaron Rodgers' last passes as a Green Bay Packer could end up being the same thing a trash ball. Just a dumb decision. Just a lack of awareness on the field by a beyond season veteran. So if Rodgers is back in the and, and you know, during the postseason, somebody wake me up when he's at the podium after the game and they've lost. And he's spitting some crap about how this and that went wrong and what he wants and what he won't won't do and what he wants next season and what he won't won't deal with. Because this this man is just not capable of leading his team to the big wins in the postseason. There's no excuse to just disappear and turn into the rookie version of yourself after a season like this. It's just putrid. His trade value's down, he's a year older. These things are not working in the Packers' favor in terms of who he is if he comes back, or what kind of value they're going to get if they try to trade him. And don't think that if this team does try to trade Aaron Rodgers that he's not going to absolutely try to or actually take the wheel and orchestrate the entire production. I don't think Mark Murphy and Brian Gutekunst will let that happen. But, you know, he'll try. I mean, he always has the retirement card he can play if all else fails. The Packers have his rights, so there's that. But he just shriveled up left the game plan on the sidelines, lost his ever-loving mind, and did what he did, which was nothing after the opening drive. If your name wasn't Devontae Adams, he wasn't throwing the ball your way. Randall Cobb, no catches. Alan Lazard, one catch. Josiah DeGuara dropped a ball. He had it, dropped it. But he's not spreading the ball around. He's just locked in on one guy, and it's old, and it's tired. I'm tired of it and that's not to say I don't want him back next season. After all that, it doesn't mean I don't want Aaron Rodgers back because right now he's still their best chance to win. I mean, they what I saw of Jordan Love this season, no. I'll, I'll still take Aaron Rodgers because to me, I would rather have a team that's winning games, and I realize that bringing Rodgers back means some other things cannot happen because he's not a cheap asset. You know, he's Thinking about him playing his last game as a a Packer, though, felt very final. And it seemed like the closing of the book after 30 years of mostly successful football. So he said he doesn't want to be a part of a rebuild if he's going to continue playing. And I don't know what the Packers plan on doing. But I will say this. After all this gnashing and and shade that I'm throwing at Aaron Rodgers, I take none of it back. He deserves all of it. I'm grateful as hell for what this team has given us over, over the past many years. Favre, Rodgers, Holmgren, Mike Sherman, Ray Rhodes, Mike McCarthy, Matt LaFleur. I appreciate what Rodgers did and how well he took care of the football. After all those years of watching Favre throw it away and and crap games away and just stupid interceptions and creating more drama than needed to be, it was nice to know the Rock was in good hands. I mean, this, He didn't throw any interceptions against the 49ers, but he didn't make any plays either. And that could all be over now. All of it. The next steps are just beginning, and we'll obviously hear more from Rodgers soon. He said he wouldn't take too long to decide what his next move is, and I'll have plenty to say on whatever it is that he decides and what we hear as we move through the offseason. But those are my thoughts on Aaron Rodgers. He's very, very much, very, very much a part of the problem as to why the Packers didn't beat the 49ers, why they only scored 10 points, and why they are home and not playing any more football this season. The head coach, Matt LaFleur, he gets plenty of blame too. He is not absolved. Three times bounced before the Super Bowl with a 13-win team. Three years in a row. Twice to his good buddy, Kyle Shanahan. Twice he's had to go across the field and shake Shannon's hand and then head home with nothing to do for a while because the 49ers are moving on and the Packers aren't. I do not envy Matt LaFleur right now. Having to deal with that. But he made the bed that he lays in. He elevated special teams coordinator, Maurice Drayton, after he let Shamanenga go. And that was his answer. That was his his we have to do this. You know, apparently our friend Matt Bove tweeted out and said, reminded us that Matt LaFleur at one point said that they had to get Maurice Strayton locked up because other teams were were calling on him and and wanting him to go coach for them, and they had to they had to get him him tied up and locked up or he was going to walk and he was the best option. Mm. Well, um, I'll say this. Maurice Drayton really is, it's, it's not totally his fault because as Matt LaFleur is showing him the door, which needs to happen soon, by the way, he also needs to apologize to Mo Drayton He should apologize for giving him the job to begin with. This was a bad hire. This was a bad process behind the hire. Mo Drayton is not capable of leading, coordinating an entire unit on the field. And he was given the job. That's Matt LaFleur's fault. And it just cost him the season and what could be his last real shot at a championship in some time. Because we just, again, we don't know. We have a lot of question marks about what 2022 is going to look like. And he once again lets Jimmy Garoppolo, the most basic quarterback that there is. I mean, if if there was, if Average had a face in the NFL, it's Jimmy G, a quarterback. And he played a shitty game and he still walks out a winner for the second time in three years. This time he walks out of your building a winner. It's a bad look, Matthew. And I'm older than he is, so I can say that. I mean, at least I didn't go with, I didn't say son or young man or anything like that, but I digress. I mean, Look, I get that LaFleur is a young coach, but dude, you won 13 games three times in a row and you didn't take a single one of those teams to the Super Bowl. That's bad. It's bad, dude. Everyone's sitting here saying all he'll learn from this. It's his third time. It's his third crack at it. What are you talking about? Learn. How many years do you give a player? When do they say a player is either going to be or not be what he is? Year three. This is year three as head coach of the Green Bay Packers and you got less far than you did your first 2 years with a better team all the shade the packers are and are, and we fans are getting from other other fan bases i'm sorry to say it's warranted i mean i'm not trying to bend over to anybody you know they're they're fans of crap teams i mean i don't care i'm i'm just i let it roll i don't care it's just empty crap that they're spewing it's easy to kick someone when they're down and that's what they're doing but it's not great My friends, it's not. It's just to only have the highest success two times in all of these years, it's not great. You know, you can come back and you can say, well, you know, win a lot of games and all that. I just said myself too, I'd rather win a bunch of games, but I can also say, look, the Packers have won a lot of games, but they haven't won the game enough times. They can both be true. And one thing is for sure, if Rodgers is done, we won't have to hear about the Packers are, under, are underachieving in the playoffs anymore. We'll we'll get rid of that problem because we'll be lucky if they're there at all. So that's that's where we're at with this whole thing right now. Aaron Rodgers, Matt LaFleur. Those are my two key pieces because I'm putting Maury under under the Matt LaFleur umbrella. 10 guys on the field on the game-winning field goal. Now the Packers... I think they blocked one kick this year. They haven't been good on special teams. I don't think having an 11 guy, 11th guy out there really would have made a difference. Robbie Gold was going to make that kick. I don't think if they had 12 guys out there that they would have blocked that kick. And then you get this—a field goal of your own blocked and a punt blocked. I mean, come on. Really, you had to, you had to, you had to let the script play out the way that we all absolutely feared it would. You had to do it. The Packers absolutely deserve to lose that game. It was the, just a pathetic effort. This team has put out some absolute crap-ass performances in the postseason. I'll never not want to go to the playoffs, but I, I I can't want for anything from this team anymore. It's just, it's they have in every way, home field, on the road, bye week, no bye week, just... It doesn't matter. They can't do it. Until they do it, they can't do it. They can't. So from today forward, it's about next year. Wait till next year, as they say. Last year, it was the return of David Bakhtiari from a late season ACL that we monitored all off season. This time, it'll be Elton Jenkins. He's not going to be ready by the beginning of, the, of next season, so it's going to be the same thing. We're going to be doing Elton Jenkins' watch. He'll go on PUP. And it'll be the same story. Is he coming back? Is he not coming back? Is he good? Is he not good? I don't know if David Bakhtiari is going to start the next season. I mean, dude couldn't get on the field. He played a little bit in Detroit. I mean, he was able to suit up and put his uniform on. So maybe, but I mean, I, I'm, I'm I'm not falling for that either. I mean, this dude cannot get on the field. So I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I have, I have no idea what's going on with his knee. I'm not bagging on David Bakhtiari's work ethic. I know that if he could be out there, he would be out there. It's a medical thing. I just, I mean, I don't know if I trust medically that he can do it. There's something wrong. So that's it. So it's the return of Elton Jenkins, the offensive line, and then who gets cut, who stays, who restructures, who might get franchise tagged, who might get traded. The spotlight is on the front office big time. And if there's any news that pops, I will pop on and do a second show in a given week. I'm going to, I'm going to cut back to just doing Mondays at this point. And to be honest with you, there may be some weeks where there isn't a show because if there isn't any news and it's just kind of dead period and there's nothing going on um, you know, we all, we all needed to, to recharge the battery and take a little bit of a break. And this isn't just me being emotional and saying, I'm, I'm going to cut back. I just legitimately, I'm going to do one show a week. And if there's, but if you know, if there's enough out there that, that, you want to talk about or questions that you have I'll come back and I'll do another show but I don't want to just sit around and regurgitate pro football focused stats and you know all next next gen stats and all that kind of stuff for the sake of having something to say for 15 minutes and so I'll I'll stay on brand and and I'll only do a show if there's if there's really something that uh, is worthy and we'll probably see more shows than not all the way through until Aaron Rodgers decides on what's going on because Things are gonna happen. Coaches are gonna stay, they're gonna go. Nathaniel Hackett's in, in the interview process right now for some head coaching positions. So the Packers may have some moves to make. And it 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 goes without saying, you know, I I can't thank everybody enough for an incredible amount of support this season. Uh looking at the listener numbers every week, Quick Slants is usually is usually up there among our, our shows and I appreciate so very much everybody letting me stay and talk Packers because if the numbers weren't what they were, I'm gone. I'm out. I don't I don't have the microphone anymore. So this was not going to be a rehashing of the game and talking through specific plays and all that kind of stuff. We know what happened. We already know how this thing went down. I at this point it just comes down to look we 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 may be seeing the end of something here. I wanted to keep it very pointed to what I thought was the reason why this team fell short. What was the reason why I'm not getting on a plane from Phoenix and going to Green Bay this week, this coming weekend, because I was set to go. And that's, that's, that was what I wanted to focus on. So a lot of opinions out there. I know there's a lot of people who don't agree with what I had to say. But I will tell you this right now. We're not going in we're not going into the doldrums. So I'm sorry, Bears fans, Lions fans, Vikings fans, Browns. There was a Browns fan out there, Patriots, you name it. Everybody hates everyone hates the Packers. But you know, it's it's flattering because they they hate us because they ain't us. Don't hate me because you ain't me. Is is a phrase I, I heard many years ago and I've never never forgotten it. And I love using it because it means that the Packers are good enough that others want. They want what we have. They're envious. And that's, that's human nature. We're wired to want the best things for ourselves. And so we try to chop other people down. It's just an un- unfortunate reality of the whole situation. So sadly, that's all we got for Packers football this season. This is the last game-related podcast until week one of the 2022 season. And there's going to be a lot that's going to happen between now and then for us to talk about, go over, review, and all that other good stuff. So... Stay over at Game On Wisconsin, stay subscribed to our content as our shows kind of work through the off-season content and, and, and what they're going to do and their schedules and all that kind of stuff. As I said, quick slants, my plan is to at least do the Monday show for the next couple weeks and then we'll see if uh, if there's a couple weeks where maybe I don't do a show. But Thanks again everybody for following along, I really appreciate it. It was a great ride until it wasn't. And it's still a great ride because I have all of you and made a lot of really good friends as I do every season. Seems like I add more and more to the list. So again, greatly appreciated, everybody. Thanks for stopping and listening to the Quick Science Podcast. Thanks for supporting Game On Wisconsin. I will be back at least next Monday. If there's any news that hits this week, I'll be back with a Thursday show as always. In the meantime, everybody, it's still winter, so please stay safe out there. Stay warm and forever and always go Pack Go. Rodgers fakes the handoff. Quick throw, right side. There's Devontae from right to left, cutting left to the 50, to the 45, 40. Track down from behind.